Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the REC Podcast, brought to you by REC Comics and Collectibles. I'm your host today, Roman Chavez, and with me, as always... Eric Ikipoo. Oh, Ikipoo. Oh, <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> Eric, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've been seeing a lot lately. What's that? Um, some stuff with comic book speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh Especially, you know, we, we are in this post-Endgame world. Right. You know, we have comic book movies that come out all the time. Oh. Comic book television shows on every street corner. Every streaming service has some version or another of comic books uh, adapted for, for, their, for their format. And we don't talk about the source material. We don't talk about the source material. We, and it's, it's strange because... Like, stocks, comic books go up and down depending on what the climate is. For sure. And I notice a lot, a lot of books gaining price, and and, and many collectors do, just off of, like, announcements. Yeah. You know? When uh, when the Infinity War trailer dropped and we saw uh, Peter Parker in kind of that Iron Spider costume. Right. That first appearance of the Iron Spider costume just jumps through the roof, you know? You're going to have... Like, how how substantial was that? Was it... yeah, what was the base amount, and then all of a sudden was it? Going so up you 50 could get that book. Something you could get that book for for twenty bucks, fifteen to twenty bucks, and then for about a week, it was in that seventy five to even eighty wow. ninety dollar range. Um, huh. Uh, another example, uh, most recently, it was Captain Marvel when the Captain Marvel trailer dropped, and you saw her kind of. All lit up. We call that uh, her binary form. Right. And that first appearance is in an Uncanny X-Men book. And oh. that book went from dollar bin find to a $100 book for a few days. You know, and you have really? people just like jumping on the bandwagon. It's all bandwagon. Oh, yeah. So really what I want to talk to you about as somebody who grew up in comics, doesn't oh, yeah. collect, but, you know, grew up with it. Oh, yeah. What do you think should make a comic valuable? Like what should make, what, what would make a comic book valuable to you? You know, it's always going to be time to me. Time. Time is, you know, if a book comes out and if this character is, a, it, it maybe isn't very recognizable initially, but then in 20 years, all of a sudden he's like huge. Mm-hmm. He or she is huge. Uh-huh. And it goes off the scarcity of the book too. Okay. Like say they didn't press a thousand of these. They just pressed 500 of these, like yeah. a limited run to see how well the character would do. Uh-huh. And Maybe it didn't take off that well, but then 10 years down the line, it gets a resurgence, and then they're like, oh, let's reboot this character. Oh, let's bring this character back into canon. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we did a first appearance of this guy 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then, to me, that's what makes a book special and, and worth something. Fair enough. Not monetarily, but also, you know, just as a collector. See, that's know? interesting, too. Like, the, the, the difference in value from a collector and value from... Uh, somebody who enjoys a story. Sure. You know, so yeah, that, that, that's an interesting Well, for point. me, that's synonymous. Yeah. You know, because I, for me, it, it's, sure, I mean, I'm not a huge comic book collector, but, you know, just being in that world, you know, my father was a huge comic mm-hmm. book collector, mm-hmm. but he, he bought books because he liked them. Yes. It was never about, oh, this is going to be worth something someday, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, oh, I love the X-Men. Yeah. I love the Avengers. Um, so he would, you know, he has a huge runs of these comic books and, you know, he didn't know that this was going to be a billion-dollar franchise. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but nowadays it's people get on they get on their phones and their computers, and they it's like they study algorithms almost. Uh-huh. It's almost like a science. Yeah. To, yeah. To buy in books, and, it, and it's and that's become paramount 
to, to the actual story or, or actually reading the book. I Very bet you so. 50% of these people didn't even crack the book. They haven't even read the story. Oh, yeah. And I'm guilty of that, too. You know, I love comic books. I've got hundreds that I need to someday catch up on. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Someday but at the same time, this is, a, this is your business as well. Yeah, that's true. So this is also a business for you. But you didn't start out like that. No. You started out just reading books and yeah. loving the stories, yep. man. That's what got you into collecting in the first place. It wasn't like... Oh, I want to make a bunch of money off this. Yeah. This was like, oh, I, 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 love, I love these. Yeah. I love the story. You know, they say try to find something that you love and try to find a way to get paid for it. Sure. I'm trying to turn my life into that when it comes to comic books. But, you know, that I feel like that does rub a lot of collectors the wrong way. It does. Um, you know, I don't, have an, I don't have a problem with the fad collectors. I don't. Sure. The fad collectors, I think they really do, you know, pump... You know, they put spikes in the you yeah. Know, they, you know, they make it spike for a little. Yeah, while. they spike sure. the, the comic book economy. It yeah. makes things kind of interesting. It gives you that rush of the hunt. There you go. You're like, oh, oh yeah. I've got this book that is uh, that is you know heating up. I've got it. I've got to go find it. Yeah. And then you 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 know you're in that mindset. Do I sell or do I hold on to it? Right. And so much of my life, I've just held on to books and I've held on to them. I've got so many books, and you know what? I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm selling. Um, I'm getting stuff out there, stuff that I enjoy, but you know somebody else wants it and they're willing to pay for yeah, it. I'm down absolutely, for that. Absolutely, for sure. You know, uh, with with the release of Endgame, mm-hmm. um, you know, and spoilers if you haven't watched it, go ahead and and pause this. But yeah. uh, Avengers Volume Four, Issue Twelve, mm-hmm. uh, is is a book that's heating up right now, and only. Because it has Tony Stark <laughs> as Iron Man with the Infinity Gauntlet on the cover. Right. Has nothing to do with Endgame. Nope. Nothing in it in that issue. Well, this book came story. out in 2011. Roughly, yeah. 2011. So this, this predates the movie by almost 10 years. Yeah. So they didn't know. No. And, yeah, and this book went from dollar bend, $2 bend find mm-hmm. to, you know, right now it's kind of hovering at about 40 bucks. Wow. But the first couple days after Endgame came out, people are spending 80 100 bucks on this book. Just because it had a sort of visual tie into the movie. Yeah, just barely a visual tie. Right, in right. the loosest right. sense of the word. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, it's a great, I mean, it's a great, it was actually it's a, a very good. almost. Yes. <laughs> what was the story about? Just real quick, was it even. Tony collecting the gems, or he does it? collect the gems. Okay. It is, uh, it does actually kind of follow our Illuminati people. Oh, oh okay. And oh, okay. there's this guy they call him the Hood, um, and he has this uh, this like ma- he had this like magical cloak that actually was like a part demon. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was able that. to become yeah. like the new kingpin of New York because he had like some power. Well, the demon gets banished, I think, or dies, and so he's trying to collect power again. Right. So he's looking for the stones. Ah. And at this point, our Illuminati people have the stones, and he's finding them individually uh, from you know our, our our Illuminati in the Marvel universe. So you know it was a stone collecting thing, and Tony does end up wielding the gauntlet, oh. but it has nothing to do with Avengers Endgame, oh, right? And it is solely skyrocketed because he's wearing the gauntlet on the cover, right? John Romita Jr. did the art, it's Which a very, is great. Yeah, 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 you it looks just showed good. me the book uh, right before we went on. Yeah, art is great. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's a uh, you know it's a cool cover, it, yeah. and it was it actually. I own probably six copies of it because I, I'm such an Infinity Gauntlet fan. Oh, of course, from back in the, oops, oh, back yeah. in the day, right? And anytime well, I like Romita Junior too, I like his covers more than I like that's, his. That's his what uh, I was at. Yeah, that's I like what I was his covers at. more than I like his his action. Yeah. His run on X Men in the '90s, I really enjoyed. People really like his Spider Man. I'm less inclined. I like his Kingpin. There you go. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's it's so strange. Now there are so many things. Even uh, uh, another recent book um, was Rebirth Flash number one and Flash Rebirth number one. Two different books, right? Part of the same storyline. Um, has this new Flash villain Godspeed when they just announced that Godspeed's going to be in the Flash TV show. Oh, okay. so that book that you were spending ten dollars on because it did introduce a new character. Sure. Now you're spending twenty twenty five dollars right. on you know in some cases, and. But they're going to come down. Like, almost yeah. every one of these books come down. Um, well, that's, that's gravity, baby. It is. It <laughs> is. And, you know, for me, I've kind of broken it down into several categories. Like, what should make a comic book worth money if we're talking about that? Sure. And a lot of it, uh, you, you kind of touched on some of these. You were saying time. I agree with you there. Age. Age. You know, yep. the, the, these books that are older. Right. Uh, there are less of them out there. You know, as time goes by... Comics go missing. Comics get destroyed. Oh, People yeah. move and they leave a box someplace. Right. And the the rarity of a book really starts to starts to come to fruition. Well, you got to also remember back in the forties and fifties. You know, people were you know swatting flies with comics. Oh yeah, they, they were. It was trash. Essentially, it was just like you read it and you tossed it in the garbage, basically. Yeah. Um, my that's why those me, those books are so scarce. Oh yeah. That's why they're worth money is because. You know, they they weren't kept pristine and mm-hmm. kept as a collection. And, you know, you jump 20, 30 years later, and now there was a comic book boom. Yeah. Now they're over-producing yeah. comic books. But it, it, back to your point. What are you saying? Your, my, my dad told me when he was a kid in the in the 70s that his his dad, who was in the, you know, my grandfather was in the oh, army, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he him. would... Uh, he would just pull comic books out of the trash can. The GIs would read them, yeah, and then they would throw them away. And my grandfather would pick the comics out of the trash can and take them home. And that's how my dad got a lot of his comics when he was younger. Oh, anything, you know? anything good? Uh, from what he says, yes. But when he went off to boot camp, my grandmother uh, gave his comics and uh, uh, baseball cards to the neighborhood kids. Oh no! And, uh, like this when he went out to the core. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we went oh to boot gotcha. Camp. Yeah. And like I was going through a magazine one time, and I'm showing. You know, some old masters, master of kung fu stuff, yeah. Iron Fist stuff. And it's like, oh, I think I had that. And it's like first appearances of these people. Yeah, like, geez. First appearance of Sabretooth. Yeah, or just like yeah. wacky stuff. And it's like, oh, oh gosh. Man. It could, could have been mine, but that's cool. Yeah. I'm over it. Oh, man. I'm over it. Uh, some other things, um, you know, first appearances of yeah. people, you know. Like, right. You know, that, that, but that also plays into the time. Because, you know, they, yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, there's going to be. How many first appearances of character like Century? Let's go yeah. to a kind of a recent one. Mm-hmm. The, the Century character, which was from Marvel, yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of marketed him as a lost Stanley S- Stanley creation, yeah. right? And I think they thought this was going to be a big hit. It yeah. was a big miss, right? It was a pretty big miss for the most part, just because they when you make a character the Century, basically they said he has the power of a million oh, so exploding he was suns. Superman for Marvel, basically okay. Superman for Marvel. But then again, they kind of gave him a uh, he's like, like bipolar or something, yeah, like, like a <laughs> mental disorder where he is also his own worst enemy, the Void, the Void, yeah. yeah. And and it was a book, and even his his first appearance in comics does you know go for twenty five bucks, sure. you know. Yeah. But it is it's one of those things that not all first appearances are going to matter. Sure, you know nobody cares about the polka dot man in DC Comics, <laughs> except they just cast him in a movie. So I bet you his book goes up, his first appearance goes up in price. Well, that's yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, so how do you think about this? Like, I think you showed me a book where there's like um, a first appearance of Shatterstar, technically. Mm-hmm. But it's not, they don't call him Shatterstar. Like, he's a background character, right? What do they call that? Like a... They call it a cameo that predates first appearance. Okay. Now, does that spike a book up? 
It depends. You know, we have a... a we have... All right, the first prince of Wolverine. Right, right. Hulk 180. Is actually, yes, is a 180. Not but 181. And that's, and that's his cameo that predates his first prince. He shows up on a panel on the last page. page yep. But then his first full appearance 181. is in 181. And the price difference in those books is it's hundreds of dollars. Yeah, massive. And it's like, no, he shows up on this last page. Like, why, why is this not his first appearance? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, people want Hulk 180. Sure. But you 181 get, is the... 181 is the gem. That yeah. is the one, you know, the classic Wolverine on the cover fighting the Hulk. And the Wing Eagle. And the Wing Eagle, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, these, it's like, what do you do? We talked about it briefly in the Major X episode. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that, that his first appearance shows up on another book. Sure. And it's just like... What do we do as collectors? What right. do we do? Uh, deaths are also a big deal in comics. Right, right. A lot of times. Now, not always. I mean, as we all know from... Uh, Death of uh, Superman. Superman. That's right. Death of Superman. They were touting that as supposed to be the end-all, be-all of Superman comics. And... Well, you had non-collectors... Oh, yeah. ...buying books. So they pressed, what, millions of these things? You know, hundreds of thousands. And they're not worth anything. Yeah. Essentially not worth anything. I mean... Yeah, they're not... They're barely worth the paper they were put on. Right? Our friend's mom bought one. I remember her telling me. She's the furthest thing from a comic book collector. And um, it was AJ's mom. Yeah. (laughs) She remember her telling me about that. And I think she was telling you, like, oh, yeah, I have this comic book. It's probably worth a lot. It's the death of Superman. You're like, nah. 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 You've got you've got toilet paper, Superman toilet paper right there. Now, which brings us to another point. Now, there are variations of that book. Oh, okay. uh, different different colors, different uh, different. Uh, are these imperfections, or are they actually variants? They're meant the to be variations. Oh, yes. okay. And so variants create a, a you know, uh, there's a market for that. Sure. To where you'll have one book, and it, you know, we'll just say it's the death of Superman for 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 this conversation. And then maybe there's another cover of that book where it's the same story on the inside, but the cover was done by a different artist right. or just a different picture from the same artist. Okay. And we get that a lot. And, and a lot of collectors these days dislike that. I'm not the person who dislikes. I love variant covers. Oh, yeah. yeah, you um, yeah you I, just, I just like the art. You know? yeah, that's right. If it's worth money, cool. If it's not, that's fine, too. If you're getting two cool covers out of it. Because isn't that the point of these is to appreciate the art? You know, art, you know the art of the, story, of, of the story, yes. Right, right. But... Yeah, if you're going to give me a different cover dr- uh, drawn by a um, different artist who you respect and love, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, it's always I want to nice. see their interpretation on this. You know? Exactly. That's how I feel. Now, it does kind of water down the market, but at the same time, if you're, if you're the kind of guy who doesn't like varying covers, then what do you care about the market? Yeah, you, you, see, then, yeah you should just be into the plot of the story. Exactly. Um, but there are you brought up errors. Yeah, there are pressing errors where where just like a coin, where the panels aren't aren't pressed properly right. on there. Uh, the colors are done incorrectly. There was a uh, All Star Batman and Robin book a f- few years back that um, they would have Batman cuss in it, but they would like redact oh, the cuss words. Right, right, right. But then like some of them, got some out. of them, yeah, some of them weren't fully redacted, and I mean it just makes people go nuts. And you know it goes nuts for a little while, and then it comes back down to earth. When you the, know, um, okay, kind of on the same lines, you were showing me these sort of, um, not banned covers, but inappropriate recalled covers. Yeah. There is a ALF one that is absolutely hilarious. Um, I wish I knew the issue number so you folks could go Google it. Yeah. Uh, let's just say ALF is in a, um, precarious position with a, uh, walrus or a seal? seal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks, it's hilarious. Looks like he's engaging in a forced sexual act with, yeah. uh, with a seal. <laughs> and, uh. And then people said people just 
only collect these kinds of books. And that's all they want. All they want is recalled books. Recalled books. There we so go. I'm very into that, how there's like layers to this. You're a big uh, record collector. Yes, I am. You like yeah. vinyl albums. I do. And I'm sure that pressed errors in, in, in records that is, drive up the cost. It does. That is, the, that is what you're essentially looking for as a record collector. Really? Is the errors. Not necessarily the audio errors, uh-huh. but the, the art errors. Like, you know, you, you get a, um, a sleeve, or, a sleeve mm-hmm. or, you know, the artwork is completely different or recalled. Mm-hmm. Um, quick example, I have a, um, the first Led Zeppelin record um, was printed, the actual name Led Zeppelin was printed in orange. And then they had a thousand go out with a turquoise color, which I own. Okay. And so you have both of them? I do have both nice. of them. Um, so that one is worth five grand. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there wasn't that many. Mm. And the ones that probably did get out, people didn't take care of it. Yeah. So they probably trashed. But I do have one that's in pretty decent condition. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of like coin collecting. You look for errors. Like, you know, you get the uh, kissing Lincolns, like in the Simpsons. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is that, does that pertain to comic books too? Is there like so, a... Like, overlapping things where they're like oh the cover's reversed it's mirrored and so it's I haven't more. seen that but one thing that I would love to get but I want to find it in the wild and not pay for it is there'll be an error where there's two where the, uh, two covers so you'll the, you'll have the existing cover and you open it up and there'll be a second cover oh and I've seen them on eBay and I've seen people share them really cool I've never as far as I know I don't have any um, like I said, there are hundreds of books that I need to read, but uh, if, especially if it's an older book and if it's a book of, of merit, like a first appearance of Deadpool sure. or something like that, you know, that is so much rarer and huh. it may only pertain to the collector who's into errors, but somebody who's into it will pay good money right. for it. You're going to get the error collector and you're going to get like the Deadpool collector. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. Like, exactly. And I, as, as I said earlier, I love that aspect of collecting where it's like there are guys who only collect Wolverine. There's this right. dude on, on Instagram. This guy, he owns no less than 15 copies of, of, of uh, Incredible Hulk 181. Dang. All of them are graded. They range from a 4 all the way up to like a 9.6. This guy's got tens of thousands of dollars in first appearance Just Wolverines. Wolverines, yeah. And, and, you know, and people ask him, like, what are you doing? He's like, well, this is all I collect. I yeah. only collect I just get Wolverine. Wolverine stuff. And I only collect the best Wolverine oh, stuff. Shit. So I mean, and this guy, I mean, his his collection is something to behold. Wow! I've never, I mean, he's got so many copies of of one eighty one. Several does, like nine four. Does Wolverine's Frank Miller run? You know that mini series. Does that go for decent? It money? does. It does. Yeah, you'll often find that uh, issue one uh, can can. That's be him on the cover going. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> you know, and you'll see that go consistently for about eighty bucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and like a whole run, 150 to 200, uh, depending on the condition. Right. Uh, wow. What we would call raw. Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 uh, not graded, you know, encapsulated. Maybe I like it raw. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> do they do that with, with records? Do they, uh, do, do they have like an encapsulation? Yeah, sealed. Do you get people who want completely sealed records? Yeah. They do go for more, yeah. which to me yeah. negates the purpose of yeah. buying a record. But yeah, the, the sealed records go for more. Um, I had a... Um, at one point, my, my dad collected records, too. Uh-huh. I mean, it was more into comics. Yeah. You know, it was the 70s. People bought, they bought records. Yeah. So, um, I, at one point, I had a um, 
full set of sealed Kiss albums with the it was their pictures because uh-huh. every member of Kiss released their own record. Yeah, and I had all four of those sealed at one time. I, I since I remember I've since those sold these off for to you know buy other stuff yeah. that I liked because I'm not a Kiss person. Yeah. And um, Kiss fans are ravenous. Mm-hmm. And then I remember bringing it. Kiss um, Army. Yeah, yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> and then uh, those actually had the um, membership for the Kiss Army in there. Oh, very cool. Because um, it said it on the sticker. And um, I remember bringing that into the record store. And the guy that was buying it off me, he was like, uh, yeah, I, I expect these to go out. I, I expect these to sell in like three days. And he yeah. was yeah, one guy come in, just browsing, saw all four of them, bought them on the spot. Wow. Within a day. Wow. So, because they were sealed. He's yeah. like, I have these, but not sealed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a market for just buying sealed records. Yeah. The, you know, I'm a big fan of, of comics and action figures. Um, and I would like to get into buying old vintage video games and oh, having nice. sealed ones because there's a company that grades sealed, oh sealed video games as well. Uh and yeah, same thing. They they go for 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 a higher price and, and all of that. And it's like I'm not going to play this game. I like the box art. Okay, th- is that what it comes down to? Yes, is because I mean I guess appreciating the album art makes sense. But yeah. if you buy a record to listen to it, you buy and you buy a comic book to read it. I know. I I love it. I. I, you know, I've read it, and if I want to read it again, I can buy a trade, trade paperback. Sure. And I can buy the CD if I want yeah. to listen. Like, I love, I yeah. love graded books. Right. But we'll, we'll talk about and that we'll more on another show. Time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there have been some more recent, uh, just kind of like spikes. Now, there are some things that do go up in price and then kind of stay there. Like what? Um, like Superman, Action Comics. Action Comics number one, baby, that thing is gold. It's like a million bucks, right? Three million. Three million dollars. Uh, yeah, I think that's the high, it's like three something was the, was the high sale for that. Uh, Detective Comics twenty seven first appearance of Batman. I was at like two point seven million, and then that was the highest selling you know the uh, highest selling book uh, of all time. And then that Action Comics went for like three something. You know, it's just you know from nineteen thirty eight, right? In nineteen thirty eight and thirty nine, and you just never going to be any more. Right? There's just never nope. going to be any more. I would love. I would love to. You know, buy a collection and have just one have sandwiched between it. I would be. It would be hard for me to sell it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would probably be, would. You'd have to because that would, would change, fund. That would fund a lot of stuff. It would change my life, you know. But <laughs> I, I would never ever be able to get another one. Never, you know. No. Nope. Um, same thing. Amazing Spider-Man, or I'm sorry, Amazing Fantasy 15 for Spirits of Spider-Man. That one's. It's not in the million dollar status, but it's high it's up good. there. It's it's good. Good. Seven hundred thousand. Would that be Marvel's most expensive book? Um, or Fantastic Four. Fantastic Cap. Four, number one, and Incredible Hulk, number oh, one. Oh, what about those Cap. ones? Um, Captain America comics, number one, from the 40s. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that, that's, that's near a million dollars. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, in, the, in the highest condition. Right, where you punch, um, punching Hitler. Yeah, 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 good old Hitler punch. <laughs> um, you, know, you just don't get that anymore. I did comics. not think you were going to say punch after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he was going with this. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went the right way. All right. Um, but most recently, uh, you have, you have Captain Marvel mm. and, uh, in the movie Logan, you had, you know, Logan's daughter for lack of a better oh, word, X-23. uh, X-23, yeah. um, her first appearance is in this book, NYX number three, oh, we, call, we just call it Nyx three. Nyx, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that book, as soon as it was announced that she was going to be in the, in the movie, that book skyrocketed. I bought six copies of it when I, when it came out because like, oh, this is going to be something. You, you knew. Well, I knew, but let's let's be real. It took ten years for that book to become. Right, but you instinctually knew. 
I hoped. You hoped. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it wasn't a no, it was a hope. Yeah. Have and, you ever been wrong on something? Oh, like, I've been wrong. This character is going to blow up. I've been it. wrong a bunch of times, more times than I could count. But when I've been right, I've been right in the good way. You, you should tell the uh, um, funny Walking Dead story you told me a couple nights ago where you could have <laughs> you could have uh, got the whole like the first issue from that raw. Oh yeah, and you're like, nah, I'm not gonna read that. Yeah. You should go because <laughs> it's, it's kind of an entertaining. I was. Story. Uh, I, you know, buy my comics, and I was I was in a spot where I was cutting back. Yeah. And my uh, comic book shop guy, he was like, "Hey, I put in. I know you like zombies. I right. put in. I put in. Uh, and at this point, I was buying two of every book. Mm-hmm. And he put in two copies of number one. In my <laughs> Walking Dead number one. Yeah. You know that book raw goes for at least at least twelve hundred bucks. Oh. And uh, I was like, I thumbed through it. I was like, this is cool. I was like, just put me down for the trade. I want to read it, but I don't buy black and white books. And I and at this point, I wasn't buying anything non superhero. And I regret it every day. I mean, it's so hard to find. There's probably around 10,000 copies in existence. Uh, and there's... When did you start buying these books? Like, like I So I start buying them. My collection starts at issue 18 or 19. Oof. So, like, I read the first trade. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then the books, like, started to jump up in price. And I remember I was at Comic-Con one year at San yeah. Diego, and they wanted 100 bucks for number one. And I was like, ooh, too much. That's gonna come back down. So yeah, I definitely whiff. I whiff. You know, because you do. You get into those, those situations where you myself, where man. you buy a bunch of something and you're hoping, oh, you're yeah. just hoping against hope, and then you're just like, Jesus, why did I buy all of these Squirrel Girl comics? <laughs> <laughs> why do I need the first appearance of Chip? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you know, you hope. You hope. Yeah. But Nick, Nick's three was a good one for me, and then uh, Edge of the Spider Verse number two. Oh yeah, that's the first appearance oh. of Spider Gwen. Gwen. Yep, yep. And it is a hot book, yep. man. It's a hot book. Yeah, you're showing me, man. Like, wow, I actually Rock. got to hold it. Yeah, raw copy yep. goes for two hundred bucks, and I I think I still have three. I have one graded at a nine eight, which is about a five hundred dollar book. There so you, you know, it's nice to be right. Yeah, it's nice to be right. Do you think something that's weird about value is very rarely is a book just about the story. Oh, for sure. And, and in terms of in terms of its value. It's right. very rare. It, it almost always has to do with art and then like the character. But like a good, a really good story on a book, it, it's, it's very rare that that's what makes the price go up. Right. I, I'm trying to, I'm at a loss. Maybe Giant Size X-Men? Yeah, but again, that's tons of first appearances. That's, that's like true. That's like the book of the. I, I, I would assume. I think that's the Bronze Age. So that's like the book of the Bronze Age. Yeah. That and, and Hulk one eighty one, yeah. where it's like you have these first appearances of so many people in Giant Size X Men. Yeah. So many people that are still relevant today. Oh yeah. You know, well, uh, well it's Wolverine's first appearance as an X Man. Yeah. Colossus. Nightcrawler. Storm, Nightcrawler. Sunfire. Um, Banshee. Uh, uh, Banshee's actually uh, first appearance is in an earlier X Men. Really? Yeah, he was a villain in the uh, yeah in an early run of the X Men. What? Yeah, yeah. You, you'd recognize My the cover. Own. You'd recognize the cover. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for the number, but it's like this. Uh, it's like on the cover. It says like "Where cries the Banshee" or "Who shrieks the Banshee," and he looks all green. Uh, and he's got this. I don't know. I'll, I'll show you an image for sure. But uh, you'll be like, "Oh, that's Banshee." Yeah, it was an old. Huh. Old old X Men book. Was he wearing like a uh, like a four leaf clover or something like no, that? No, but it was just like 
you wouldn't know that that was, was Daniel Cassidy. You know? okay, yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't know that it was Sean Cassidy. Um, is there a book you have in mind that this story did drive up the price? Because I, I am at a loss, dude. I got nothing on I, that, bro. I'd argue that, that the Dark Knight story is what... Because like, the art's garbage in the Dark Knight, in my opinion. I agree. I am the guy who, who does not... Uh, put Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, if you uh, thumb back to our Batman episode, please do. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, 80th anniversary have, book uh, yeah, uh, episode. Um, uh, Roman and Casey have some choice words for that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, story, story's interesting. Story's very interesting. So for me, that's a book that is worth money, some money that is... Story-driven. For me, it's story-driven yeah, and definitely yeah. not art-driven. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think Frank, I love you, but yeah, your art sucks, dude. Sorry, well, it, just, just the, that Dark Knight art. There's a lot of his art. Well, you know, really Sin City, it works good. Some yeah. of his Daredevil so, works pretty well as... You know, but yeah, for the most part, sorry, dude. It's just not for me. It's it, just yeah. not for me. Too blocky, too... When he doesn't want to draw blocky, he's not a bad artist. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course but not. See, I feel like he just... Did some drugs and was like, oh man, this looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's drawing like, like this. <laughs> there's no <laughs> reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few, but but nothing that jumps out to me that I'm like, oh, this book is awesome because of the story. Of the story. And I think that's maybe, well, let's go on the Batman thing, maybe Hush, or is that the first appearance too of like. Uh, it's first appearance of Hush, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, Tommy Elliott and Hush are in there and. Uh, but that, I mean, that story is just great. But the big book in there that's worth the money is the Jim Lee's cover oh, to uh, Batman and Superman right. fighting. You know, Iconic. issue 612. One oh, yeah. of my top five favorite covers of all time. It's I, up there, man. I own me. 15 copies of it. Yeah, you man. do. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, I need it. I, anytime I can find it for the right price, oh, yeah, if, I, serious, if I can buy it for 15 bucks, I'll for always sure. buy it. I buy it right now if you had one, $15. But they go anywhere from 25 to 30 bucks. Sometimes people get hard up and they'll sell a whole run and then the whole run is, you know, less than, oh, okay. than buying that cover. So okay. um yeah, it, it 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 is fascinating. It is fascinating what kind of drives these these prices, what makes things uh sought after and, you know, just kind of what kills them. Because what always kills those TV shows, you know, like this Godspeed thing in Flash, yeah. what's going to kill the value of that book is probably Godspeed's going to be really lame. Right, right. It's going to be really lame in the Flash and yeah. nobody is going to care. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to crash. Yeah. It went, when Infinity War, when we knew we were going towards Infinity War, we knew Thanos was coming for sure. Obviously, we had seen, uh, you know, little appearances of him in other movies, like Guardians and after oh, the yeah, first yeah. Avengers. You know, his first appearance is... A very more is a more modern grail. Like it should have more heat to it, but its its value was never bigger or, or higher than when Infinity War came out. Huh. You know, it's Iron Man fifty five. That's it's right. His yeah, first yeah. appearance with the Blood Brothers yeah. in there and everything, and you know, but then he shows up basically on the last page. If I remember, correctly. Oh, is that what it was? Too? Yeah, and oh, it's nice. not even a cameo that predates. It's just like that's just what they. That's Thanos. Yeah, that's Thanos. Maybe because he gets a full page and not, not a little panel like Venom. Venom does a little small cameo in, in two ninety nine, and then huh. his first appearance is credited in three hundred of, of Amazing Spider Man. Wow. Same, same thing with uh, Cable. Cable shows up in, in New Mutants eighty three, right, on the last panel, but his first appearance is eighty four. That's yes, right. You know, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. There are people online, people I follow. If you listen, you know who you are. You know, and they let themselves get get a little bent out of shape about what other people are doing. You know how other people are collecting. Like they don't seem to understand that. You know the people who are willing to jump on those uh, those fly by night books. Like they help this industry. Yeah, they do. You know, and I bet you a lot of them, since they keep doing it, just enjoy that. Like 
that like adrenaline, that yeah. like thrill. The oh, okay, cool, I got one. Got it. You know, yeah. they don't want it when it was a dollar. No. They want it when it was hot. Yeah. You, they know? Are, you could even argue that they're keeping this afloat sometimes. It, it, it is. They're in the quieter times. They, they, they could be keeping this industry kind of floating right now. When you know? people who sell comics, you know, man, you're happy when you're like, oh my gosh, I have all of these first appearances of... Of, you know, again, the polka dot man. <laughs> and, you yeah, know? Sure. and it's like, okay, cool. Now I can flip these for, for something, you know, right. useful. Right. And then I can put that money back into the hobby. At there least, you go. At least that's what, in my opinion, Well, that's what, what I did with those Kiss records. There you go. Same thing. There now. you go. Yeah, sell. I, I do. I love to sell comics to buy comics. Yeah, that's, just that's how I saw it, man. Because, you know, I, I don't like Kiss, but I, I'm like, you know what? Someone's going to get some enjoyment yes. out of this. Someone wants this. Yeah. Man. So sell it to them and I get something I want. Yeah. So, you know, I don't see a problem with that, man. I mean, to your point, I do. There's a part of me as a record collector that's like, wow, it's just it's booming right now. The record, you know, buying industry mm-hmm. is just booming. I remember going to a record store five years ago and it'd be me and two other people. There's some days when it's shoulder to shoulder, man. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's just you're just looking around at these out of work baristas <laughs> in their scarves and their skull caps and 90 degree weather, and like, dude. Get out of here. See, and you I go, you don't need to be buying this Fleet Fox's record on vinyl, man. Like, see, come on, And I bro. think that's the issue there. That's an, you know, and it's a bad attitude for me to have. Are the people, you know, it's like this fear of, uh, oh, this guy who doesn't really, doesn't appreciate, appreciate like, it. I appreciate sure. it. And that's subjective. It and is. I get it, it. And I've been there, too. I'm not, sure, sure. I'm not, I'm not holding it against anybody. Yeah. But I think that however people want to collect is how they should collect. Right. And, um... Well, somebody that I follow on Instagram, he always, he always preaches, buy what you like. Yeah. Just buy what you like. Sure. But if I'm the kind of guy who wants to buy that binary uh, Captain Marvel for a hundred bucks, let there should be it should not put any any salt in your game on what's sure. going on. Right. You know? For sure. You know, let take advantage of the guys who, who are willing to pay exorbitant amounts for something that you know yeah. is gonna drop back down. Get stack your own money, man. Sure. Stack your paper. Enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy oh, the hustle. Sure. Yeah. Enjoy the hustle. And that's what it all comes down to is collecting. It's yeah. a hustle. Yeah. You know, it's it's um it's a stocks game too, like yeah. you said earlier. And it's you're you're hustling, man. Yeah. You're hustling and flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I just wanted to. I've been seeing a lot lately about this. I thought it was something interesting that we could talk about. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, if you like what we're doing, you know, please go ahead and hit that subscribe yeah. button. Get in uh, on the conversation. Folks. Yeah, give us some likes. Are there some books you're like, oh man, this one went up and stayed up and I was so happy because yeah. I bought all of these? Is there something you were surprised you bought where you're like, oh, this is just another book and you go back and read it and you're like, oh, this had the first appearance of uh, Gideon. The yeah. I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs> um, Eric, what'd you learn today? I learned that uh, there's a lot of um, angry comic book collectors out there. There is, man. There is. It is uh, nerd rage, baby. Nerd rage. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just for uh, for video game people no, anymore. No, 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 no. Um, I learned that uh, that comics and records have a lot. They share a lot of qualities they in do. terms of collectability. They do. And really, I guess just anything they collect. Sure. Everybody wants, you know, even in sports cards, you know, you can send those off to keep. Oh, for you sure. Those that was like the first. This that predates anything that oh, yeah. you were doing, dude. Oh, definitely, definitely. 
Uh, so that's been our show today. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, and leave us a review on the podcast apps if you yeah, can. It helps us move up the mm-hmm. uh, up the charts. It helps uh, get people feedback. get exposure. Uh, you can check out our Instagram page at, uh, at REC Comics. Uh, we post things for sale. We post mm-hmm. ridiculous things. Uh, we post the episodes, you know. Uh, we'd like to get a dialogue with you going. We're going to start selling stuff there more. As soon as we get some more followers, some more subscribers, yeah. uh, we're going to start getting some stuff sold there. There. Uh, for the REC podcast, I have been your host, Roman Chavez. Eric Icarus. Eric Icarus, as always, and thanks for tuning in.